What's up, guys? This is the legit boss, Sasha Banks, and you are listening to WNS. You are now listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your wrestling information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or find us on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron and Tyler Abair. That's right. What's up, everyone? I'm Daniel Heron. I'm Mel. So I'm Tyler Ray Bear. And we welcome you to episode 422 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. I believe we're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, and Satchel, and not and, 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 also, and, 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 also, and Spotify. Yeah, we're on that. How would they find us? Uh, just look. Oh, <laughs> okay. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast. There you go. You can also follow us on Twitter at WNS underscore Daniel. You can follow me on Twitter, WNS underscore Daniel. Follow Tyler, Tyler underscore Tyler. Tyler underscore Bear. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Have you gotten back into Twitter at all? No. No. Your nose is red. Not my thing. Like, all yeah. Of- just right there. As in. Like a dot? Well, I don't know if it's sunburn or if it's like the telltale that you're not feeling well. Oh, telltale games went out of business. Did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Bankrupt. I did not know that. Yep. That's I know it feels weird though. Like when I go like this, it feels sore. It's probably. Have you been doing that or anything? No. Like rubbing your nose because no. congestion. No. Have you been blowing your nose? No, I've been hawking loogies. Ew. Yep. Need to know. All right. Well, I'm so glad that our listeners got to know that. Yeah, you're so, welcome. So, uh, just to forewarn our listeners, you are feeling a little under the weather, a little congestion. So, I made talk a little low. A little talk a little low. And yeah. Cough. I'll, yeah. I will pan off to the left or right. Heads up to the, to the listeners who don't want Tyler coughing in your earbuds. It's not contagious. I'm here this week to get you sick. Oh. Not you. That's the terrible. listeners. That's that is also terrible because we have a lot of listeners out there, and listen to my voice sick and become sick, sir. We could be liable for that. What? I do not want to be paying people's medical bills. Well, good luck finding me. I'm pretty sure they know where we are. Yeah, well, you know where we are, it but you don't know to, where I am. Would not be hard to track you down, sir. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Trying to like add a little bass to your voice. <laughs> I don't know. I laugh like Booker T. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right there, dog. So welcome to the show. We've got a lot to talk about. Lots. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, we're going to talk about TakeOver. We're going to talk about SummerSlam. We're going to talk about Raw. We're going to talk about SmackDown. And we've got a lot of hot topics as well. AEW. So before we get into all of that, um, I did not get to watch SummerSlam in its entirety. I got to watch bits and pieces of it. So just to let you guys know, um, and I was kind of spaced out for for some of Raw and SmackDown because I was playing Super Mario Maker and having lots of fun doing it. No regrets. No regrets. He had a good reason. Yeah, I'm making some cool courses. And cool wanna, courses, man. If you want to check it out, all you have to do is let me know. Yeah, and slide into his DMs. Well, you don't even have to do that. Just hit me up on Twitter and be like, "Hey, yo, Daniel, let me get them codes." 
for that Super Slide Mario Maker. Slide to his DMs and he'll she give you the codes. Did. And I'll get you the codes. And we're like, okay, cool. So uh, I did get to watch the NXT TakeOver. Um, but for the most part, I tried to avoid wrestling because I was on vacation. Yeah. There was one night where I was like, okay, I'm going to watch wrestling because we did, we did pretty much everything. And I was like, all right, I have a chance to sit down and, and I watched everything uh, except for the the main event oh, of of takeover yes man you missed a good show yeah that was, it was nearly an hour long that match Ooh. So, you, so you missed quite a bit uh so let's go ahead and dive on into it kersplash steep pops the street profits going up against undisputed era for the nxt tag team titles uh this was I was really um, happy with this match. It was an enjoyable showcase for all parties. Um, everyone got a chance to shine. Part of me thought that Street Profit, Street Poppets. Now you can't say street it. Street Profits would lose. Yeah, we want the smoke. We want the smoke. No, um, I don't want smoke. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> I thought they were going to lose because, I mean, they're on Raw, but to add uh, a what factor? What would you call them? They just talk about they're what's sort of going like backstage on. backstage hype. Yeah. Which I think it's working. I just didn't know if they were going to wrestle or do whatever. I thought they were just yeah. going to be like, hey, let's strip them of the titles or they'll lose the titles and like let the them go up. war or Viking Raiders. Give them time, sir. Give them time. And they... May do something good. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. I haven't followed the Street Profits on the regularly, weekly televised episodes of NXT. (coughs) So I don't know a whole lot about these guys. But uh, that's one of the reasons why I was um, pleased with this match. Because they got a chance to showcase what they're all about. Um, They went out and proved themselves to me. Not that they needed to, but they did. And uh, we proved ourselves to everyone except for Daniel. So Daniel, this yeah, match is for guy. you. That guy's an asshole. Um, but no, it was it was a good match, and I'm glad that they got to shine in front of a, a larger audience because, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one who just watches the takeovers of NXT. I'm sure there are people who watch all of it. But it was a really enjoyable match, and uh, I'm glad that, like I said. Both guys got to both teams, I should say, um, got to showcase what they were about. Uh, the The whole night was built around the undisputed era. Like yeah, this was supposed yeah. to be their night to to claim all of the gold and uh, prove that they are the most dominant faction in NXT. Um, which I mean, obviously they are because there aren't too many factions in NXT right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, but uh, uh, well, basically other just to than show that they're the best. That and. The Forgotten Sons, mm-hmm. which but, I forgot about them. Yeah, I forgot about them. <laughs> Whose son is it? I don't know. But um, I was thinking that since uh, Undisputed Era did not capture the gold, I was thinking sort of this was going to be their on their way out kind of night. Like, you know, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly lost their matches. Then Roderick Strong lost his match. Uh, so I figured, like, okay, they're not getting any gold, so maybe Gargano's going to win, and we're going to see Undisputed Era night after SummerSlam or something. Yeah. Um, because I think that's something that's really missing in today's main 
roster of the WWE is that strong faction. Because, I mean, you look at how popular the Bullet Club has been over the years. Um, WWE doesn't do good with that, though. No, they really don't. I mean, you look at what they did with Nexus and the core. Uh, it just it didn't do too well. The Wyatt family was back on and off constantly. Yeah, but I'm thinking now with Heyman and Bischoff sort of taking over, maybe they'd be able to I do would a hope bit better so. job. Man, wouldn't it be amazing if Undisputed was Undisputed Era was running roughshod on Raw or SmackDown? Yeah, I think that'd be awesome because it would be a chance for the, these guys to get on a main stage and showcase what they're capable of. Let, let's face it, the club, that doesn't feel like Bullet Club. No. Even though they were Bullet Club members. Yeah. This is w, WWE's version of it, which is not is nothing. Yeah. I, and I'm glad you brought them up because I would, I would like to see more people join them, to be honest. Like, I know Finn Balor is going to be out for a couple of months, but maybe whenever he returns, he hooks up with them, saying, you know, I'm the one who started that original club that we're not going to officially name or mention, you know. But, uh, you know, I think Balor would be a fine oh, fit. Oh, yeah. No, I agree, you, you yeah. Could even throw in Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, I think the, the, those two would be incredible as far as being on on that stable um but wwe jumps the gun they love to okay we have this group for a while let's break them up let's break them yeah. up they love breaking up people i know you guys have toured the world as a tag team and established yourself and that's where you got your names but now that you're here we're gonna break you guys up we're gonna take everything that made you get to this point and ruin it um, we will see how AEW does. I know they're gonna focus on each, you know, singles, women's, and tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we were talking about groups, but if they don't focus on group or tag team, they're not gonna beat the the tag team division for AEW. Oh yeah, it, yeah. There's no way that WWE will be able to compete with that because you know that's that's. The tag team division is going to be AEW's top priorities of saying we have something that no one else does. Try and fight us about it, you know. So, uh, if anything, it'll make WWE step up to the plate and say, okay, you guys want to establish yourself as the top tag team division? Well, guess what? We've got some of the top talent in the tag team. So, we're going to actually start giving them a push. Yeah. By having the Viking Raiders go out and defeat local guys for weeks on end uh that'll get them over defeat some jerbers yes some, jerbers. Some um i mean but you got guys like the street profits you have the undisputed era so the tag team division future is going to be okay for a while um io shirai versus candice LeRae. that was a really fun match um, yeah really good work by both ladies um I don't know anything. Anything that you wanted to add to it, or uh, no. I think I think Eo's heel portrayed very well. She came across very good, and uh, and the match itself was great. I agree. I liked, I liked it. Um, oh man, I did not get to watch this match. I was uh, off picking up food. Um, the Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong triple threat for the NXT North really American good. title. That's what Roderick I heard. almost won. Yeah. 
I forgot who he did a move. Yeah, he did a move to Pete Dunn that would have finished him. But uh, Velveteen Dream, like, threw him off or something like that. And they did something. And he got he got his pin. Mm. So Velveteen won with the... That's you know, cool. Like, damn it. Yeah, the comments that I, that I saw about this match were all extremely positive. Um, Roderick Strong, I think they said, was, uh, was the star of the match. Yeah, for and, sure. Um, Velveteen Dream ended up retaining his North American Championship. Um, the next match is the only not great match that I that I saw as far as comments and reviews, uh, and that's Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim for the uh, women's oh, okay. NXT no, I Championship. Didn't see that one. I didn't I didn't hear very many positive things about that. It's just a, another typical Shayna Baszler match, and uh, it kind of needs to be freshened up a bit. But uh, Shayna ends up getting the victory again. So, hey, what can you yeah. do? Uh, the main event was a best out of three match. Uh, the first match was a traditional one-on-one match. The second one was a, a, a street fight where anything goes. And then the third match was a barbed wire cage match with weapons attached to it, which is pretty nice. Got to give them credit for, for going that route. Um the match, the first fall went to Adam Cole after Johnny Gargano got himself disqualified, basically saying, "I don't care," you know, it's no no skin off my back. Which led us into the uh, second fall, which was the street fight, and that got a little violent, um, quite enjoyable. And uh, I would have liked it if it had been a little more dominant showing from Gargano to get that second fall. Uh, but uh, but you know, they went I'd, with the. I had to help my sister. Uh, with some stuff at her daycare, and I missed that match. Gotcha. But uh, my sister-in-law, uh, my wife, uh, sister-in-law's boyfriend, and my niece were all over at my house watching. Wrestling. <laughs> they were watching it without you. Yeah, Briley was Aww. like, "I like this match. Like, I want to. I want to watch more wrestling." <laughs> Man, that's a bummer. Yeah. But then I missed it, and they said after she left, she's like, she's like, is that person going to kill that person? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely they are. Kill him with fire! I'm going to break your face off of your face! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that led to the third match, inevitably, and uh, steel cage structure comes down, and it's got uh, fire extinguishers, it's got kendo sticks, uh, sledgehammers, tables, ladders, all attached to it, and man, that was a uh, that was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was not, it it wasn't the best match that these two have had with one another, mm-hmm. but it was definitely a really good match. Yeah, um, and it was worth checking out. A great conclusion to to the trilogy that was Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Let there be a fourth one. I mean, to be honest, I'd be okay with that because. They could they can put on an entertaining show. As far as the story goes, I don't really know how much more they can continue it. But um, we'll see what happens in future episodes of NXT. But all in all, NXT TakeOver, outstanding oh, as always. You missed Matt Riddle and Killian Dane oh, yeah. and that stuff. Yeah, I must have missed that part. Um, I'm going to jump ahead. Jump ahead. Boing. Into Summerfest. Boing. Uh, boing. Okay, so... Who's that guy that they hired? He was like a Paul Heyman, f- football or some some sort oh, of Pat player. McAfee. Yeah, 
So he hosts a show where I don't know where it's at somewhere in that venue, and any wrestler, anyone can just come through and they talk about what's going on right now. They're watching the feed. Oh, is it the watch party? Yeah, watch party. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people starting to do that now. Yeah. Like, they'll watch a pay-per-view, but they'll live stream themselves watching it and reacting to people's uh, comments. So I wonder if maybe we should do that one day. We'll set up a uh, set up a webcam as we're watching like Night of Champions or something. We'll set up a webcam at the library and watch Noah work and critique him. He's not going to work. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could try our hand at that and see how that goes. Yeah, have people come on through. Yeah, yeah. We'll just talk about this person. We'll have. <laughs> we'll just have Noah sitting there. Yeah. This is just, this is Noah? Noah. This is Noah. Um. <laughs> but my point was Matt Riddle stopped by bro and he talked about the whole Goldbergs stuff bro he said right before this he ran to Goldberg mm. and you know how Matt is always calling people bro Goldberg's yeah. like yeah we need to talk <laughs> when he, after this when you get a chance and he's like okay bro and then Goldberg's like I'm not your bro not your bro bro so he said that so not your buddy guy. But Matt was like... Not your guy. <laughs> he was like, he's actually bigger than you think he is, yeah. uh, Goldberg. So, I don't know. That whole situation, it's like I'm against things, but I'm for people. Like, um, you know, I know he bashes Goldberg. Goldberg's not the best wrestler. I know that. Yeah. But that stuff with Saudi Arabia, that was an accident. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Matt needed to bash him for it. Did you see uh, Jack Swagger's comments about Goldberg? Yeah, I saw that too. Ooh, man. That's another person. Like, Easy there, kid. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Like that's, that's another thing. Look, I get it, but I don't know. I know what they're bringing Goldberg in for. I yeah, get it. That's what it is. Special attraction. Special attraction. He's but Brock like, Lesnar. Yeah. He's there to have a short match and yeah. be a special attraction. Matt was wrong for the stuff he said about Goldberg. He was. Um, Bret Hart was wrong about the stuff he said about Seth Rollins, about him being dangerous to work with. Yeah. A few years back. Yeah. Um, Booker <laughs> T was wrong for what he said about Matt Riddle. Um, and then I know some people on uh, Twitter or whatever were like taking shots at Matt or whatever like Lance Storm said, does this guy ever wear shoes? Nope. And Matt Rill took offense to that. <laughs> Shouldn't have. Uh, Chris Jericho said, listen up, Junior. You need to do this or whatever. That's and just him being. That's just him. Jericho. Yeah, Matt got butthurt about I love Matt Riddle. I do, but you just got to drop this stuff. You really do. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm for Matt. I'm for things and stuff. And like I defend people. I don't know. It's just a bunch of like, yeah. Don't be causing trouble. Basically. Yeah. It is like, let your actions speak in the ring. Show show Goldberg and Jericho how it's done. How you do things. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I hope we can all win. Everyone just get along. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? And I know... He posted on Instagram, and I know this has... I don't think this is real. Let me see if I can find this picture real quick. It, I'm going to look at... Is it Jones's barbecue and foot massage? Not that. <laughs> so, 
totally. He posted real. a picture. Whenever I want, you're next. Not your bro Goldberg. I'm pretty sure Goldberg did not just put that on there. Probably not. A, yeah, he's just he's just stirring it up. I don't know. Creating controversy, getting his name out there. That's what he's doing. When he first started doing it, I was like, maybe he's at the show. Maybe he's going to show up. Now he keeps on doing it. I'm like, he's not going to be there. Yeah. He's not going to show up on air or raw yet. and stuff. Not yet until they finally bring him up. But whatever. You don't want to rub people the wrong way because then you'll get the ascension treatment. Ooh. Yeah. Because I was thinking the other day, I'm like, man, there's some people. Like, you look at how certain people are being booked, like Sami Zayn. And it's like, man, he is not being booked well. And then I'm thinking... It could be worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, he is on TV, though. So yeah. he is getting a chance to be on TV. It's like you look at a guy like Heath Slater, who now has nothing since Rhino has departed the company. Like, he yeah. literally has no one. Nothing. He's not on TV. He's not He's not even in the job. The house show circuit. He might be on there. But other than that, like the last time I saw him, I think he was chasing R-Truth for the 24-7 title. That's true. Yeah. Like, I think that's it. That's yeah. all he's got going for him. So it's like, and where's the Ascension? You haven't seen them yeah. in a few weeks. I am Dwayne Gretzky. Where was that from? That was from SummerSlam when uh, R-Truth and uh, uh, yeah, that's right. what's her face? Carmella. Carmella were like. That kinda, was pretty funny. Yeah. I am Shania Twain. <laughs> I am Dwayne Gretzky. <laughs> and this is the... Uh, the hottest or the best or the party of the winter. <laughs> yeah. That was a nice touch. The fact that they went down the line and like everyone's like, okay, same old stuff or going down the commentary, but oh, there's R-Truth and Carmella dressed up and yeah. acting like they're on commentary. Yeah. Letting everyone know where they are. Yeah. While trying not to let everyone know where they are. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. I did also chuckle at the bat- backstage segment with the new day and they were like oh man we called in a few favors and we got uh, drake we got drake and it turned out to be drake maverick i'm like nice play on words i like yep. that um so i didn't get to watch the kickoff because i was in the air flying home um so i didn't get to watch a whole lot of uh summer slam summer it wasn't Fest. bad the whole uh, that's what i heard uh, the whole um only lorkin versus uh drew gulak, gulak. yeah that was bad and then, like, another one was, what, Buddy Murphy versus... Uh, Apollo Crews. Yeah. Which ended which in a DQ. Rowan attacked him. Yeah. Continuing. Keep your name. Keep my keep your name. Keep my name out of your mouth. Keep your name out of my mouth. <laughs> Just continuing the storyline with Roman Reigns. Um, what did you think about Edge's return? Spearing Elias. I'm surprised they did that. I was also surprised. Whenever I, whenever I saw that, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. First off, Edge... Being there, it's uh, it's a nice surprise. Yeah, but the fact that he performed a spear, like I instantly went, "Oh my god!" Like he's not supposed to be doing that. Well, maybe I'm like, he's not taking a bump. He's just yeah. And there's some impact because you're bringing someone down. Yeah, but maybe it wasn't that bad. I mean, his spears. Let's be honest, they don't always look the roughest. Okay, I was telling uh, uh. friend Cody who's over mm-hmm. I was telling him that in my opinion Goldberg has the best looking Spears yes always has um, especially with Dolph Ziggler good lord those two were 
That was a match made in heaven, <laughs> those two, really. Um, but even in the past, I'm not talking about now, but like... Is that a direct quote from Tyler Abair? What? Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. A match came from heaven. Yes, it works wow. out pretty, yeah. This is, the, this is the perfect time for you to bump all crazy like. Yes, um, if ever there was a time. Roman Reigns is all right. His spear is all right. I never liked Edge's spear. I never liked Big Show spear. I never liked Christian's spear. Uh, Christian is even worse than Edge's. The gore was... Gore was good, gore but was good. I consider that gore as opposed to spear. Like, yeah, it's it's spear. a different... Like, to me, it's a different category. It's the same move, but it's a different category. Um, Charlotte's not good no um who else does it that's not that great there's a lot of people who who does it or has done it mm-hmm. and it's not great at all yeah goldberg number one for oh me. bobby lastly does a weird spear he like spears you and does like a roll afterwards uh, yeah i don't it's know weird. if i consider that to be a spear the form it's a running hug yeah um some of them are good goldberg's, goldberg's number one yeah goldberg's the best just because yeah. he literally is running at you full speed trying to you know go all mortal combat on you where he goes yeah. through your body yeah and you're just sit there with a with your spine hanging out in front of everybody which that doesn't make any sense i think see people when they run into the spear they go down instantly to their knees and pull you down goldberg throws his whole body at you yeah he goes nfl football tackle yeah so it's like uh, raiding the more did you say that the raiding mortal combat yeah thing? where he just goes through you yeah yeah, um, <laughs> but I was I was really shocked to see Edge mm-hmm. delivering the spear. Um, I did see uh, a comment on Facebook. I don't know how true it can be because I have not seen any other sources. I haven't seen any other websites pick this up. Um, that say, and then again, this is a rumor, so don't take it as gospel. <laughs> Uh, supposedly Edge has been cleared by doctors for competition, but neither he nor the WWE want to. They okay. don't want to pursue that just in case something freak accident were to happen and like Laura Sullivan and uh, freak, get it? Oh, okay. So um, what happened to him? <laughs> no. But, um, but just in case something were to go wrong, they don't want serious damage to be done but if that is the case if he truly has recovered to the point to where if he wanted to have one last match he could that's amazing but still that's still it would be terrifying to watch as a fan now um and we actually ran a poll not a poll but i posed a question on our facebook uh group page and uh you know saying hey if you could have one last match with Edge, who would it be up against in today's roster? A lot of people said AJ Styles. I think that would be a good one. Uh, one person said Johnny Gargano. Um, Which is it's crazy because, okay, Edge and Christian were like best friends. Best friends. Christian went to TNA, and he had like AJ Styles and Tomko in his crew. So he was, he was close to AJ and stuff. And mm. I wonder whenever Edge was part of WWE and Christian was part of TNA, if Edge ever watched christian over there i'm sure he did yeah support your buddy right you know what i want to wrestle this guy mm-hmm. i'm sure that if i went to you know a different company or something you, you would continue to support me or if i went and worked for you know a, a, a school dif- district other than where you work i thought I'm you sure like, still support me in some way if i moved to a station in north carolina by the way i'm going to north carolina yeah 
<laughs> Damn it. It's an inside joke, folks. Inside Don't, joke. Yeah. I'm it's not, trying, mind, to, not really. trying to bash North Carolina or anything. Yeah. I've never even been to North Carolina. Only recently I've been to Missouri. So. Missouri. Missouri. Where they miss our eye. Uh, That's how you spell it. Miss our eye. The Miz our eye. Miz our eye. Missouri. No, it was a very lovely state and I had a great time. Went to Branson. Branson, Missouri. So Was it a different time zone? It was not. Okay. So everything started at regular time for me, which was ah. nice. Um but yeah, so supposedly Edge has been cleared, but he's not going to compete. Which is fine. I'm totally okay. Well, just a smart thing to do. Have your health and be happy. Yeah, have your health, have your family. Continue pursuing your acting career. Yeah, man. So. That's the way to go. If like something like that happened to you, and another another door opened in the like acting community or yeah, you know Hollywood yeah. stuff, take that. Heels, yeah. And it's less damage on your body. <laughs> yeah, and you could probably make more money. More than likely. Yeah, and a lighter work schedule too. Yep. Um, the other kickoff match: Alexa Bliss teaming up with Nikki Cross, going up against the Iconics. You uh, could tell there was a shift for this match because it's like, oh, well, Alexa Bliss has to be face. Two heels, two heel teams in the ring. She was fi- she was face. Yeah. Was she? I didn't in get to match. watch it. She had a Buzz Lightyear outfit. Buzz she was Lightyear going like this. to the rescue. Then, pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Very cool. So Alexa and Nikki ended up retaining, defeating the I- Iconics. Um, and that brought up the first match of the actual card. Becky Lynch going up against Natalia for the Raw Women's Championship submission match. It was added late. I know we didn't get to have our predictions uh, last week since I was out of town, out of state. Let's make our predictions now. I th- I bet Becky Lynch is going to win. Me too. What? You're going with Natalia? Dang. <laughs> Shit. That's a terrible choice because Becky Lynch ended up winning. Yeah. Um, and Natalia sold the heck out of the arm injury, that's for sure, going into... <coughs> Monday Night Raw. Um, let's see. I don't remember. I, like I said, I didn't get to watch everything that happened, but uh, what I saw, I enjoyed. Um, did you get to check out the match? And if so, what did you think? Uh, Becky Lynch and Natalia. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember, really. <laughs> it's been a while. Slept. I slept. You slept since then? Yeah. All right. Well, Becky Lynch does end up retaining, so good for her. After that, we did get to see Goldberg going up against Dolph Ziggler. The match made in heaven, that, according it was to Tyler Abair. Entertaining, and I didn't know what the hell they were doing. Yeah, the second and third time uh, Goldberg came out, I thought that was great. Uh, I really enjoyed that. The fact yeah. that. Uh, one, I really like the fact that the match started with a super kick to Goldberg. Yes. Like I thought that was a great start because everyone was like, "Oh my god, wasn't expecting it!" Like, yeah. is he going to pull off the shock win? And uh, no, he did not. Yeah. Um, so he got two good super kicks to Goldberg. Yeah. Which got him to pin. You know, went for a pin attempt and Goldberg kicked out. Um, Goldberg delivers a spear, jackhammer, one, two, three. It's good to see a jackhammer. Yeah. That's good like that because he can't he can't do a jackhammer to undertaker well not in 100 degree heat after you've concussed yourself yeah it's a little difficult and your face is covered in your own blood and sweat so that's called makes uh, it a little difficult (laughs) yeah it's a a challenge it's a challenge you can get over it (laughs) 
Yeah. It's, it's simple, right? I mean, come on. It's physics. Oh, before all that, like, I'm just glad physics. Goldberg did not headbutt the door. Yes. That's always a nice thing. Come to your senses. Stop headbutting that goddamn door, Goldberg. You don't have Stop to. it. I mean, it's one thing to hype yourself up, but to knock yourself out in doing so. Two times. Not a good thing. You're bleeding from head to head. He probably thought to himself, all right, this time. This is going to pump me up, Paul. Oh, God damn it. Where am I? What country is this? What? I like Canada. <laughs> um, I love the fact that after the match, Dolph Ziggler got, the, got on the mic and was like, oh, what did he say? Um, it's like, you hey, can't beat me. That was, that was child's... No. Uh, that was your week. No, I don't, I don't know. Didn't he call him like a shithead or something? They bleeped it. Yeah, they bleeped it. And the crowd went nuts for it. Yeah. Um, and then Goldberg goes back into the ring, delivers another spear uh, to teach Dolph Ziggler a lesson. Well, um, that was he walked up to the ramp. That's yeah. when he was talking. Yeah. <coughs> Ziggler started talking trash. And then after that, he left and went backstage. Yes. So Ziggler calls him out again a second time saying oh you know you can get you can get lucky twice but you can't beat me and Goldberg comes out another again delivers another spear I actually loved it how he picked him up and just pat him on the back it looks yeah, like he's, he's like, about hey, to walk man, you're gonna be okay for about two seconds and then he bounces off the ropes and spears him yeah really good yeah <coughs> I mean Ziggler is if one thing, he sells the hell out of stuff. Yeah. I was uh, like, this is actually good use for your crazy bumping. Yeah. And it was really well done. So, uh, that was a cool moment. It had nothing to do with the match. Like, the moments in this match were, yeah. were really good. Um, because we got a really good match after this, which, unfortunately, I have not gone back to watch, which is AJ Styles going up against Ricochet for the United States title. Um, now, the uh, the OC did get involved, from my understanding. Uh, the match was pleasant. It was pretty pretty enjoyable. Uh, Ricochet had a new suit. Yeah, and it Nightwing. Was, yeah, it was Nightwing-esque, but he had R for Ricochet, but I was like, Robin. <laughs> it was a Robin-style Who is... R. Nightwing. Ryback. Ryback. Yeah, that's right. Guy's got a cracker barrel. <laughs> um, but AJ Styles does end up retaining after some help from the OC. Um, and then uh, people were saying this was... That that match was enjoyable. The next match was kind of like the cool down. People yeah. weren't very interested. That was Bailey going up against Ember Moon for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, and I agree. I, I didn't have really much interest in watching this match because uh, it's two faces going up against each other, but they also had heelish tendencies leading up to it. Well, we all know Bailey's a bully, so. Bailey's the bully. Yep. You heard it first from Tyler A. Bear. Uh, but Bailey does end up defeating Ember Moon to retain the uh, the championship. Um, which will set up for who she's going to face next, I guess, Who'd in the coming weeks. Uh, after that, Kevin Owens went up against Shane McMahon. Elias was special ring enforcer. Um, Kevin Owens somehow pulled off the victory. Kick to the nuts. That was pretty Shane good. Shane McMahon. Poor Shane. But Shane he's already, McMahon. He's already had his kid, so he's fine. Yeah. Um, the next matchup, people were saying this was match of the night. Uh, very impressive match. Charlotte versus uh, Trish Stratus. I thought it was all right. Yeah. A lot of people were complimenting this match. I think people 
and again, I haven't gone back to watch this match, so don't give me crap for it. Um, I think people were probably impressed with the fact that Trish Stratus hasn't wrestled in a while. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, she had a match not too long ago, last year or something like that at Evolution. Um, but uh, the fact that she you know, came out of retirement to have this match with Charlotte, uh, I think people were probably going wow that was that was so good that was really good because of trish stratus being able to perform on that level again i haven't seen the match so there's time charlotte helped her yeah uh so i can't i can't give it a full critique but uh uh, from my understanding there was a lot of positive comments not very many negative so so that's always a good thing but charlotte does end up getting the victory via submission on trish stratus um after that, we got the Randy Orton Kofi Kingston WWE Championship match. This ends Weird. in a ends in a double countout. Uh, didn't I didn't get to see this one, um, but uh, Kofi Kingston retains after a double countout. Double so, rainbow, double rainbow power. I I don't know. I'm trying to remember stuff. I was in and out for this match. Yeah, that's that one. You started not feeling too hot. No, nah, I was just like meh with this match ah gotcha just didn't hold your interest very well yeah well something that did grab the attention of uh the wwe fans that was the entrance of the one and only fiend Uh, yes going up against finn balor not the demon but finn balor the man the extraordinary man so what do you think of the theme man i tell you what i liked it yeah um I love the fact that it was darker and grittier. Um, I loved, I loved everything about this entrance. I thought it was incredible. The lamp, the lamp, the lighting, the camera work, uh, everything was done so well. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about it. Probably the only thing I I find a little cheesy is the lights going out, but it also played to the character a little bit. Um, <coughs> just the i mean i mean everything about it it was yeah. really good i enjoyed every every bit of it um i like the shaking flashlights in the face to like give different shadows and angles of of the fiend's face and it's like oh my god and, and like you said the lantern which was incredible that was so that cool that was his old character's head yeah it was, you know, with his eyes like sewn shut. Sewn shut, yeah, yeah, and his mouth split open to let the light out. You know, yeah. like it was great. I love the fact that, you know, before he even gets in the ring, he sets the lantern down, he puts his hands up, and you kind of like see him like fighting with himself, like he's kind of struggling a little bit, and then he turns to go get in the ring, and you know, the lights come back on. Finn Balor is like, "What the hell did I just see?" Uh, and Michael Cole was like, what the hell did we just see? Yeah. And everyone in the audience is like, what the hell did we just see? Holy shit. Except they vocalized the second part of that. Um, I'm still getting used to like Mandible Claw as his finisher. I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm I'm instantly okay with it. I think, I think the fact that they had him do it to Mick Foley, that was sort of a passing of the torch kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, because we were in attendance for Raw's 20th anniversary when Miz was given the okay by Ric Flair to use the figure four. God, that's crazy. I don't remember that. Yeah. That was one of the one things that was positive that I remember from, from that. I remember 
Miz getting to use the figure four because he had just turned face. Caitlin had won the women's championship because it was like, how often do you see the hometown hero Holy shit. win the championship in their hometown? That long ago. Caitlin. Yeah. Um, then they had the rock concert, which I'll be honest, I didn't really like, but I went back and watched it. I'm like, okay. It was kind of funny because he was bashing on Vicky Guerrero or whatever. And then the negatives was the jerks behind us who we were getting ready to go to jail for. I remember that. <laughs> I don't really remember anything else. But those were those were the positives that the I definitely rock. remember. Wow. The rock concert. Um, but no, this was great. It was an evolution of the character, which we don't get very much anymore. Like Chris Jericho <laughs> is one of the last guys to really go out there and truly reinvent himself. Um and now Bray Wyatt has done it, and they you can tell they took such care into it. Into I know the what character. the fuck they were doing once they did that whole funhouse thing. Yeah. Like, where the fuck are they going with this? I, Like I said, when we first saw it, I immediately thought of that video, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Yeah. Where it starts off as something's kind of normal, seems, seems fairly normal, something's seems kid-friendly, and then stuff starts happening, and you're like, wait, what's going on? Like, what's happening? Something's dark. It's the same with... It's the same with Bray Wyatt. He starts off as, hey, everybody, I've changed, and you like me now, right? Yeah, all right, let's have some fun. And, you know, you think about the past and, like, how there are stories of, like, cults and stuff. The best way they do it is, like, they become friends with you. Like, they befriend you, and then they start putting ideas in your head. And the best way you do that is through a children's show. Right, yeah. you get them while they're young, and you're like, "Oh, hey, you know, mommy and daddy would love it if you just did this and that." And yeah. you know, then they're like, "Okay, well, hey, they said it on the TV." I and still think he needs to like, you see Bray Wyatt, not mm-hmm. the fiend, like backstage talking to people and stuff. See, I I'm of the mindset of we don't even see him backstage. Really? Yeah, I would have him do more stuff like that, where it's the video packages, and he responds to people from the fun house or whatever like you can have it that way similar to how he did with finn balor he's like hey you know i'm i'm just here to accept your challenge on behalf of the fiend but you should know he's pretty dangerous you know like i'm totally fine with them doing something like that um i'm okay with him being a special attraction where we don't see him wrestle every week because i feel that once the wow factor kind of goes away it's kind of like oh, okay well what are they gonna do now yeah like you kind of you kind of almost have to rely on the fiend to hopefully, stay yeah wanted yeah hopefully they'll they'll change it because i know in my head i feel like wwe is gonna fuck it up yeah because because the great thing about an entrance or or, or the thing about a great entrance is that once you've seen it 20 times kind of lessens its value kind of loses its effect when you see it the first time you're like Oh my God, this is awesome. Like when he came out the first time and he had the lantern and the, everyone had their lights on on their phone, you're like, this is an amazing sight. But by the 20th or 30th time you've seen it, you're like, okay, it's just another episode of Monday Night Raw. So you have to keep it special. You have to keep something like that, you know, uh, a, a must see event. Yeah. You know, like if Goldberg came out every single week again, stood in front of the pyro and banged his head on the door, it would lose its value. He was like, eh, okay. Yeah. But, um, and I know he did it in the past, but that's that was a different time as well, so. But, uh, 
yeah, man. I mean, the match for itself was was fine. Um, I mean, it, it did what it was supposed to. It got the fiend over. It, Finn Balor got the loss because he's going to be taking some time off. And um, man, it was it was well done. You can tell that they put care into this. Yeah, and they knew what they were going to do. So it was enjoyable. And the crowd absolutely loved it. They put the music theme up on YouTube, and it skyrocketed yeah. in views. They put the entrance on YouTube, skyrocketed in views. So, um, yeah, it and was. What were they said? This is fucking awesome. What they say? They were saying, "Holy shit!" Holy shit! That was it. Holy shit! Yeah, Holy just for the entrance. Yeah. Like, when was the last time they did that? It's been a while. So, um, I think maybe Alistair Black entrance might have been. I don't know. But anyways, it was. Uh, it was really special. It was one of those moments that's going to be remembered for for a while, um, and I hope that they can keep that momentum going. They didn't have Bray Wyatt or the Fiend on Raw or SmackDown this week, and I'm okay with that because, I, like I said, you've been seeing any clues of the puppets anywhere? No, but but again, it's one of those where I want I want it to be you never know where or when he's going to pop up, so that's going to make it a little more special. Like maybe. Next week, you do start seeing the puppets again when someone is like walking backstage, and that's sort of a hint to like who his next target's going to be. It's like, oh my god, pull up your pants and do the muscle man dance. It's like, oh my god, Cesaro's walking backstage, and he's the only one that the puppets have appeared for lately. Like, something's about to happen to Cesaro. Backstage, say, have you seen those weird puppets? And everyone's like, no, (laughs) you're not seeing this, you're not seeing these puppets. So, um, so yeah, but it was. It was awesome. It was very special. Uh, main event, Seth Rollins defeats Brock Lesnar to become the new Universal Champion. I know I said in the past, like when people beat Brock Lesnar, to me it's not believable. This worked. Yeah, because it was a clean win. This was, this this was a one-on-one match. Because really it seems like in the past, Brock Lesnar beat the fuck out of you, and then you will kick out of all his stuff, and then when you do one of your moves and you beat him, and then it's not believable. Yeah. So this was really well done. Yeah. Um, the fact that Goldberg, or oh, Goldberg, Brock. the fact that Brock hoisted up Seth Rollins by that, you know, rib strap or whatever it yeah. was, like the compression that he had on, I, I was like, oh my God. Strong man. Like how, yeah, like you don't really grasp the concept of how strong someone is because you see these moves done so often where they're throwing people around and they're picking them up and moving them around. Like, for him to basically palm the guy, you know, swing him around, I'm like, that is a human being. Yeah. Like, yeah, he might weigh 220 pounds, but that's 220 pounds that he's picking up. Like, if I go to a gym, I'm struggling at the (laughs) 50-pound weights to, like, put on a barbell or something. Like, he's lifting a human and swinging him around. I use humans as weight. I mean, what... What is his workout regimen like that? I mean, they just pick up trees and pick up trees, I sacks pick of up, potatoes. I pick up or? anyone who comes to my house. Yeah, don't go to Brock Lesnar's house. He'll kill you. He'll throw you out the goddamn window. <laughs> <laughs> He'll take you up onto the roof just to throw you off the roof. F five you off the roof. Yeah, and then he's out in the middle of nowhere, so you're definitely gonna die. Bumfuck whatever. Egypt. Egypt. BFE. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was a really good match. Um, 
Rollins sold the hell out of everything. Yeah. I love the fact that the match started with Lesnar trying to do the uh, suplexes and Rollins landed on his feet. I'm so right. happy that they did that. Yeah, like you said, multiple times. They did it more than once. Yeah. And I love that. You know, it adds to the realism. It's like Lesnar is too strong for his own good. He's throwing Rollins. Whenever, like, Brock threw Rollins, you could see Paul Heyman laughing. Yeah. Like, not like laugh as a character. I think he like it made him laugh, like really chuckled because at one time he put his hand on his face and he was like turning his head sideways from mm-hmm. the camera and he was like l- laughing. Yeah, but uh, if you if you go back and actually watch that, okay. So the first time, the first two times he throws Rollins, it's a release mm-hmm. and Rollins lands on his feet and continues the assault on Lesnar. The third time that Lesnar goes for it, he holds on, so he learns in the middle of the match. Which is brilliant. It's something. Yeah. So, it's so subtle, but it's it's there. You know, he's he's taking damage because of something that he did prior. He's adjusting to it. Like it's simple ring psychology. If something doesn't work, you change it up. Yeah. And he did just that. He did he did another suplex, but this time he did not let go, and and it worked. So, you know, I I, I have to give Brock Lesnar praise for that match. Um, I have to give Seth Rollins praise for that match. Um, you know, everyone who was involved did their part. And it was a really good, it was a really enjoyable match. Props. Props to Seth Rollins. Good job. So, Seth Rollins, your new Universal Champion. Um, we'll kind of blaze through Raw and SmackDown just because there's so much to talk about. Um, I'll let him do the white shot. That's why I get blazed in my winning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, ask him what it's like to have your sloppy seconds. Um, <laughs> So Rollins, AJ Styles, and the OC, they have a segment to set up for the main event. Um, there was a backstage segment with uh, Street Profits and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is talking trash about Samoa Joe. I actually like that. that I did, good, too. Yeah. I love that. So, what do you think about Samoa Joe? <laughs> Are you kidding me? He's such a... Like, I really liked it because, yeah. you know, people have been... Well, before that, they're like, so you're saying if I stay here for a while, I'll become this. And he says that. It's like, what about Samoa Joe? Yeah. Um, I thought it was really good. The fact that Samojo, who was a heel, but he's kind of they were kind of teasing a face turn for him. Yeah. Um, looks at another heel and it's like, if you're talking trash about me, let's go settle it in the ring. Beat your ass. It's simple storytelling. Yeah. And it's enjoyable. How simple is that? You catch someone talking trash about you. I'm going to fight you now. Yep. Let's do it. Um. So it was a very quick match. Samojo. Tap, uh, tap Sami Zayn out, grabs the microphone, and is like, you know, Roman Reigns may have issued an apology to me, but none of you people did, and I will never forgive any of you for accusing me of attacking Roman Reigns. So, still staying heel, um, but uh, should be interesting to see if they ever decide should to be. make Samoa Joe a, a good guy. Good. In some sense. He's a good bad guy. Mm-hmm. A bad good guy. Is he? He's a good bad guy. He's not good as a good guy? He's a bad good guy. He's a very bad good guy? He's a good bad guy. Naughty bad guy. (laughs) And that would cause me to become naughty. I don't even know what that's from. It's from uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, gotcha. (coughs) Do scream. (laughs) Stupid dog, you made me look bad. Eustace. Eustace Bang! Eustace Bang! They live in the middle of nowhere. Um, 
as far as Raw goes, we got to see Miz defeat Dolph Ziggler, Ricochet defeating Elias. None of the neither of those matches were really worth mentioning. Is that the one where uh, our truth is this title? This Raw. Yes, he lost his title again to Elias. Yes. Um, we did get to see Andrade going up against Rey Mysterio in a best of three, two out of three falls match. Hey, what's new about that is when it doesn't go to a third fall. Oh my God, Andrade defeated Rey Mysterio two to nothing. Oh my God, two two nil, as our friends across the pond would would say. So, um, and I like this because. There was a backstage segment with Rey Mysterio, and uh, they were like, dude, you know, you just lost two matches in a row. And he's like, yeah, that doesn't happen to me. And the only thing I can think about is my family right now because I need to win in order to provide for my family. I guess I'm going to retire. I, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I think he still has, like, another year on his contract. And uh, he did come out in an interview and say that he would jump over to AEW in a heartbeat. Really? Yeah. So, and say it again. When was his contract up again? Say it again. Like a year. We'll see how AEW still going. Yeah. Hopefully, still there. Um, after that, we got to see a really enjoyable match: uh, Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander. Um, and this was one of two matches that happened on Raw and SmackDown that was simple storytelling that elevated new characters. The other one was Roman Reigns and Buddy Murphy. Uh, and I liked it because you have Cedric Alexander, you have Buddy Murphy, who haven't been featured very well in the past number of weeks. They're going up Cedric, against Cedric. Yeah, he's been. Well, he's up. starting to to come uh, to come up. But uh, Buddy Murphy, obviously, this is his first match on SmackDown. But you have him go up against well-established guys, and they get to showcase what they can do. Even the faces in the hills are beating the shit out, but but Buddy Murphy, <laughs> poor Buddy, but 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 Buddy Murphy. Um, but Drew McIntyre ends up defeating Cedric Alexander. But again, really good match. The Claymore kick, my God, turned Cedric Alexander inside out. Yep, and upside down. Um, Robert Roode defeated No Way Jose. Should have kept his mustache and no beard. Now he's back to now he's pretty back much to, Bobby Roode. Now he's Bobby he's, Roode again. He's Bobby Roode, but he's with the name Robert. Roberto. Bobberto. Bobbert Roode. That's his, na- his name. Okay. Half face, half heel. Bobbert, All mustache. <laughs> Bobbert Roode. All mustache. Someone create on 2K20, Bobbert Roode. Don't do that. Do it. Don't do that. Do it. Don't do that. Or... Don't Hang on, Bobbert Rude. No, just or don't, don't encourage him. Robbie Rude. Don't encourage him. Bobbert. Don't create these characters and do it. And do it with the mustache. Don't do it. Mustache ride. Save yourself ride. the anguish. Don't mustache do ride. Don't please don't do it. <laughs> okay, so after that, we got to see Lucha House Party going up against the Revival. This that's what a, you think. This ends in a no contest after our truth is chased down to the ring. The Revival end up pinning R-Truth, becoming the first ever co-24-7 champions. Um, then R-Truth manages to get the title back, becoming a 12-time 24-7 champion. He Good runs Lord. backstage, attacked by Elias. Elias becomes the new 24-7 champion. Yep. So, we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. After that, Natalia came out and uh, told everyone that she had a uh, 
was a dislocated elbow or something, and they're going to we'll wait for the MRI to see how serious it was. And then we got to see the return of the boss, Sasha Banks. I'm like, what's wrong with her hair? That looks like a wig. <laughs> yes, it did. Um, what I thought was very interesting is that, you know, Natalia is having this very sentimental moment. You know, it's been a year since this tragic event happened, and my arm's all banged up. And as soon as Sasha Banks' music hit, Cole is like, oh my God, forget about all that. Look, it's boss time. It's Sasha Banks. <laughs> Who cares about this sentimental moment? Yeah. Because I get to say boss time. Yeah. Shut up, Cole. Like, it's it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, the fact that Corey Graves was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, seriously, she has to make it all about herself. Still, I've been still, saying this for, yeah. for months now. She has to make it all about herself. She's interrupting Natalia. She's doing this and that. And then it does lead to a heel turn. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Sasha Banks gets in the ring, goes up and consoles Natalia. And it's like, oh, your father hey, would be so proud of you. You know your hair? <laughs> I know of it. It's a different color. It's all blue. Yeah, change it every change. She's so fickle. <laughs> and you're worried about me getting up the place. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Sasha Banks acts like she wants to go grab a microphone, and instead she turns on Natalia. She bops her. Throws her hair off. No longer is the purple oh, a shit. thing. I didn't see that coming. <clears throat> it's now blue, and uh, she begins to destroy Natalia. Which causes Becky Lynch to come out because after their matchup. Now we got orange versus blue. Yeah. Because after the match, Becky Lynch did go out on Twitter and saying, hey, you know, Natalia, you earned my respect. You earned the man's respect, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You earned my respect. You're still a bitch, but you earned my respect. Yeah. And so um, Becky Lynch comes out to try and make the save, and Sasha Banks just beats the hell out of her. And I've, I found this interesting. Um, there was a chair shot that hit. Uh, Becky Lynch in the head uh, if you go back and watch it and because uh, I had seen I, I saw whenever Becky like kicked Sasha legit because uh, I was like oh that was more forceful than a normal yeah. I'm on the ground you know please get away this was like get the F away from me um, and so I went back and, and watched it and sure enough at some point Sasha like clipped Becky over the top of the head with the with the chair. Like she went for the back, but at the angle that it was, it like hit her on the back oh, or on the side of the head. Oh sucks. She and okay? so uh well I guess you got I'm guessing she's alright, but you know, it certainly pissed her off. And so um so I was like, ooh, there's there's some real heat right there. Yeah. Um but yeah, so Sasha Banks has returned. She is heel now. Um I wonder if She's going to keep going with WWE and ride her contract out or stay with WWE. It depends on how much time she has left on her contract. I mean, I wonder if there, if her contract does come up to an end and WWE tries to negotiate, if she does not want to resign, are they going to say, okay, well, you took off four months uh, from WrestleMania till SummerSlam. Um, we want those dates from you. So we're extending your contract another four months. You got to do what you got to do if you want to yeah. leave. I mean, kind of like Luke, Luke Harper. You know, he still has six extra months uh, tied to his contract. Let's just want to do but his was due to injury. Yeah. So it's kind of like that was kind of a BS one. But, you know, I'm surprised Pot got out of this contract. Yeah. 
Well, he was noticeably upset. I'm kind of curious what what would you say is the biggest name um, or maybe the biggest regret that WWE will have in letting certain folks go? Like, would you say that it's John Moxley slash Dean Ambrose? Would you say it's Chris Jericho? Or would you say maybe it's Cody Rhodes? Because if Cody Rhodes doesn't leave the WWE, he doesn't hook up with the Young Bucks, and maybe AEW would have never happened. That's true. So it kind of goes back to stemming back all the way back to that. Uh, you know, you, you do have Pac, Adrian Neville, um, who who left and has made a name for him. You know, obviously he it was a name prior to WWE, but you know he's finding his success as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like what's been. What would you say is the biggest oops for WWE to let them go? I would probably say Cody Rhodes, because without him teaming up with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Young Bucks and Kenny Omega would probably be in WWE right now. Yeah, that's true. Because of all the interviews that they had where it's like, oh, I guess we're going to WWE. Yeah. Like, that would seriously have changed the landscape had Cody Rhodes not gone yeah. out. Yeah, and we would still have the same product. Yeah. So, but you, I mean, it's also a alignment of the stars because, you know, Chris Jericho left the company. Yeah. Uh, Dean Ambrose has since left the company. And, you know, so now they're all forming together. So, I mean, it's a big, it's a big deal. Um, I read online uh, someone asking Roman Reigns about how does he feel about Dean and stuff, mm-hmm. what Seth said. And he's like, well, there's some truth to what Seth said. And he goes, Dean's my boy. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, because someone even brought up the stuff about the cancer stuff about him. He goes, he could turn him down. He don't have to say that stuff. Like, So they were kind of defending the process a little mm-hmm. bit. He was still defending the process. Well, again, you know, you don't want to bash the company that you're working for. So, Can you just avoid the damn question? You can, but people are going to continue to press it. I mean... I don't know. People are just going to keep asking him and hounding him until they finally get an answer of some kind. If someone's like you're, you're like, if you really don't agree with them, yes. But if you're doing it because the company wants you to say it mm-hmm. and it's your best friend, yep. I'd be like, plead the fifth. Yeah. It's like, hey, next question. Next question. You know, because there's people out there like, hey, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. That can be one of them. I don't want to talk about this. And that's one of the things that that I like about our show when we have guests because I always like to let them know, hey, if there's something you don't want to talk about, by all means, let me know and we'll move on from the subject. Yeah. And I'm trying to think if there has been a, an, a time where they said, no, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, the only thing was... Uh, just say the guest. Don't say the topic. Huh? If you remember if you remember what it was, just say the guest and not the topic because obviously, um, obviously it was a sensitive topic, but... I could say about this because I don't know what this dude's doing now, but it was holy crap. Who's the dude uh, that was on Tough Enough? Oh, Ryan Howe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he, yeah, he didn't want to. What's be, his name? He didn't want to be called by his nickname. What's his nickname? <clears throat> well, now it's something else. What's it now? I think it's like the rock star or something. Uh, rock star Ryan Howe. <coughs> I could say his real. Well, Booker T called him and stuff. Yeah, go and watch Tough Enough. and You don't want to say it. Out. Eh, you can't. Uh, yeah, no, we don't have to. All right. <laughs> but I think other than that, I don't think there's really been anything. Yeah. 
But I, I mean, that's one of the things that I always like about our show is that we are we try to be accommodating. We try to be respectful. Um, we don't try. This is gonna sound weird. Dirt. I know we didn't have too much time with him, but like, why not address this with Joey Ryan? I know this is gonna sound weird as fuck, but like, ask him more about the dick stuff. Yeah, but then you also have to think he's probably done several interviews where with that's di- all they want to talk about. Well, it's not all I want to talk about, but I mean, it is a, a part of it. Yeah. But yeah, this is constantly, man, these people are just talking about my dick like tons, like tons, like 24 7. This is a segment we call Dick Talk. 24 7 inches. 24 7 inches. <laughs> but no, because I had some weird ass questions I wanted to ask them, but. I'm sure there are. You can write them down and save them for later. Yeah. Um, so Cock yeah. of the walk, baby. So after that, Viking Raiders defeated some local guys. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated the Kabuki Warriors. That happened, yeah. Which man, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the name. They of fell the from Kabuki grace. Warriors, and I don't know how I feel it's about not the booking working for me. I don't know how I feel about the booking of uh, of uh, Kyrie Sane and Oscar because like they talked so much during the match about man remember how dominant Asuka used to be and it's kind of like yeah look at what you guys have done to her like she was you don't get the right to say that when people in the company are holding them down saying you gotta do this yeah you can't say well they used to be good but you know we're you have to do this no yeah don't do that and WWE does that all the freaking time yeah they and that do. is so stupid <laughs> yeah it is so, um, but uh, a lot of people will notice that Paige was absent during this match because she recently had another neck surgery. Uh-oh. So, hopefully it's to fix some things. And I don't yeah. know. I mean, she's never going to be able to wrestle again. Uh, that's just sad. That's just a, 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 a fate that people need to accept. But, um, you know, I think this was more for a, a comfort thing to make sure that she's not in pain in the future. All that. Um... After that, we got the main event. Seth Rollins going up against AJ Styles. It ends in a disqualification after Gallows and Anderson attack. Ricochet comes down, gets beat up. Braun Strowman comes down and makes the save. So next week, we're going to have AJ Styles versus Braun Strowman. Are we eventually just going to have Braun versus Seth or no? Braun. Uh, They certainly kind of teased it with him, with Braun grabbing the title and handing it to uh, to Seth. And it was kind of like, wait a minute. I could probably take this. When it will it be Braun's time to become the Universal Champion? It has passed, but still, it needs to, they need to the, give it to him. Yeah, the best time to pull the trigger would have been several months ago. Um, the feud with Roman Reigns that he had, the I'm not finished with you part. Um, I think that would have been the best time to, to strap the belt onto him. Um, strap it on a rocket. I think if they build it right, they could have him in time for Mania. Because they've got plenty of time between now and then. You got the Royal Rumble, so he could easily win the Royal Rumble. That way, he doesn't have to overcome the odds. He'd just be like, "Dude, I went in there." If he and keeps won the losing, if he keeps losing, mm-hmm. just just strap the twenty four seven title on him, yeah. and then beat fools up. <laughs> Anyone who wants to come and try and take this title from me, you're gonna get these hands. Yep, yep. That that'd be one way to do it. 
it'd be showcased as a joke, but hey. Yep, it would be. Yeah. Uh, going over to SmackDown, Kevin Owens was fined by Shane McMahon hundred thousand dollars for I like that promo. I like that promo though. Yeah. He's like, really? You know, I have a family I have to take care of, mm-hmm. and provide some sort of real yeah. realness to it. Yeah, I liked it. Find $100,000 for an assaulting an official, which was Elias during SummerSlam. He's like, hey, bro, you can't get away with that. Um, bro. After that, we got to see Charlotte going up against Ember Moon. Pretty good matchup. I missed it. Um, Charlotte ends up getting the victory. One, two, three, victory. Oh, yeah. Uh, after that, we got to see the very good matchup between Roman Reigns and Buddy Murphy. A lot of near falls for Buddy. Um great showcase for the guy and you know their whole their whole gimmick for buddy murphy is that he's the best kept secret and i like the fact that tom tom phillips was like well i guess the secret is out <laughs> you know, it's like okay people know people know what this guy is capable of doing so it was a good it was a good showcase for him yeah uh for you to go up against the top top guy in the company and hold your own that says something and even uh even after the match roman reigns went on to twitter and was like uh, you know, you you gave it your all. It just happened to fall on my night, but I'm sure that we're going to be facing each other again in the future, and I'm looking forward to it. So, a lot of praise coming from Roman Reigns about that match. So, really good. I've seen a lot of people saying that this is the best singles match on SmackDown for 2019. Wow. So, pretty high praise. Um, a lot of people are saying that the best SmackDown match of the year so far is the gauntlet match for uh, Kofi Kingston but as far as singles one-on-one action this match is is supreme so pretty cool uh, after that Samoa Joe going up against Kevin Owens Elias who was originally given the night off is now the special enforcer again and uh, he interferes does a quick count Samoa Joe gets the victory nothing really to take from there Samoa Joe a Joe Named Samoan? Is that is that right? Did That's I say right. right. Okay. Um, then Randy Orton teamed up with the Revival to go up against New Day, and they ended up getting the victory, and Orton delivered an RKO to each member of the New Day. My God. Out of nowhere. Came from out of nowhere. Where did that come from? His wife came out of nowhere and RKO'd him into Ayo. a pool. And then he... Never mind. Yep. I was going to make a joke, but... Do it. No. Nope. Maybe after the show. Okay. But anyways. Uh, throughout the night, Daniel Bryan and Rowan were on the search to clear their I good actually like this. Yeah, the promo from Daniel Bryan was good. A little bit of bullying to, Bert, to Buddy Murphy saying, hey, man, tell us you're a liar. Tell us you're a liar. liar. Tell us you're a liar! I Say like it. that. You ruin Rowan's reputation. You ruin my reputation. Mm-hmm. I liked he kept it. getting in his face and stuff, and it was like, "Say you're a liar." It was good. It was really good. Yeah, everyone, get out of the locker room now. <laughs> it was well done, um, and that led into the post main event segment. Rowan Reigns coming up to Daniel Bryan and Rowan saying, "Oh, we've done a little bit of investigating of our own, and we're going to tell you who attacked you next, next week. week." And then Roman just stands there and stares. Okay. Okay. Doesn't even say okay. Um, so that pretty much does it for uh, Raw, SmackDown, SummerSlam, and NXT TakeOver. Now it's time to go into some hot topics. Pretty cool. 
got a number of things. Uh, WWE hot topic news: uh, Roman Reigns has signed a new multi-year contract. So no description as to how many years, uh, but I think he Ten. is. I think he is now going to be the highest paid full-time wrestler in WWE. Damn. So making he that deserves money. it. Making that money. Money. Um, SmackDown, whenever they make their Fox debut, that's also going to be their 20th anniversary show. So they're going to have a lot of stars appearing on there. I think Goldberg and Sting are both scheduled to appear. What about Hedge? Not sure about Edge. We might. It's possible. Anything's possible in the WWE. Let's look at some highlights. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we'll have to see, uh, next week. And I was curious as to how they were going to do this because there's, it's, there's going to be 15 matches in all. turns out it's going to be a multi-week tournament. Uh, the King of the Ring is returning and it's starting I hope starting they do up. it good because last time when Sheamus won, they didn't do anything with no, it. No, they didn't. It's like, eh. They did not. Um, so it's going to start next week and it's going to be a multi-week tournament. So they're probably going to have like one or two matches per week per show leading up to night of champions which is where the winner will be crowned tire <laughs> um so far the list of combatants there's eight from raw eight from smackdown which is fine i like that it's kind of like mm. the uh the super super juniors uh tournament for new japan super j yeah um you got the contestants for the who, who they named for the king of the ring yeah uh for raw it's going to be Drew McIntyre, who I think is everyone's favorite. Probably going to fucking win that. Probably um, King McIntyre. There's going to be Cedric Alexander, nice a nice dark King horse. King McIntosh, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, whom we have Where not the seen. Fuck has he been? He has not been seen in quite some time. Uh, Cesaro, Ricochet, another possible favorite. Uh, the Miz and Samoa Joe. They're all good. King Joe. Yeah, so Raw definitely has a pretty star-studded lineup. On SmackDown, you've got Ali, which will be good. It'd be a good chance for him to kind of shine after he got taken Ricochet out of the Ricochet needs a win, and he can be Prince. Oh, God. Ricochet. King Puma. King Puma. Yeah. No longer Prince. Yep. King Puma. Yeah. Um, so you got Ali, Kevin Owens, which I'm sure there will be some sort of interference Shane McMahon or whatever it's going to cost him the match. Uh, Chad Gable, whom we have not seen, still pretty cool. Wild, good. It'll be a good chance to reintroduce him. Yeah, which I think is a good good opportunity for him. Andrade, Shelton Benjamin, uh, Apollo Cruz, Buddy Murphy, which will have another great opportunity to establish him. Best kept secret. And uh, and Elias. So those are your eight for SmackDown. So, all in all, I see Drew McIntyre. I could see him winning. I could see Ricochet winning. Um, King Puma. (laughs) King Puma. That's right. So, uh, it should be interesting to see. Prince Puma. So, it's going to be tournament style, and then uh, the winner will be crowned at Night of Champions. So, has something to look forward to. It gives purpose to watching these people fight. Simple storytelling. Yep. True debt. Trust like the G1 climax from New Japan. Yep. It takes 20 people. They have just regular one-on-one matches, simple storytelling, and it gives them purpose. Yeah. Cuz they're all fighting for something, which came to a conclusion uh this past week. Who won? Kota Ibushi. 
Ooh. was the winner. Uh, he was the winner of Block A with 14 points. He went up against Jay White, the Block B winner, with I believe it was 12 points. Uh, they faced each other, and uh, Kota Ibushi was the winner of the G1. And now we got a new Bullet Club member. Well, before we get to that, no! I want to say something interesting. Uh, Kota Ibushi tied with Okada for 14 points. Now, you would say, okay, well, if they tied, how did Kota get the match? Uh, Okada only suffered two losses in this uh, tournament, and Ibushi was one of the people that beat him. Oh, so okay. he had the tiebreaker. That was it. That's cool. Yeah. So um, so it was really cool. I'm so glad he didn't stay with WWE. Yeah. Kota. Yeah. Um, and Zach. And so uh, I was kind of bummed that, uh, that my boy uh, Tanahashi only got eight points. But hey, maybe. The, maybe it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, some interesting points totals uh john moxley finished with a very impressive 10 points which means he got five wins there were no ties there were no draws uh this year which i thought was kind of cool and uh lance archer started strong but uh ended up finishing last overall out of all 20 he finished last with only six points only three wins um and for those wondering uh john moxley his his contract has sort of been revealed with New Japan. He's going to be competing with New Japan up to Wrestle Kingdom. So I think Wrestle Kingdom will be his departure, and then uh, that's according to Sports Illustrated. When is Wrestle Kingdom? In January. Okay, so he has some time. Yeah, so he still has a few more months. So should be cool. Uh, now, as you were saying, yes, the Bullet Club does have a new member, and his name is Kenta. Yes. I watched the uh, I watched the clip, and uh, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, um, I turned the captions on and all that. And um, I was reading okay. what the commentary team was saying. This how is, could he be doing this? Why is he doing this? This is from outsider looking in, because I only kept up with Bullet Club when certain members were a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elite, and I don't know. Maybe people are listening. Can you tell us if Bullet Club is still as popular as it was with all those guys in it? I don't know. I'd say probably not. I know that New Japan has a lot of has like four big groups. Like you got the Bullet Club, um, you've got Chaos. Um, I'm trying to think of the other two, but they're they escape my mind right now. Um, but um, but yeah, so Kenta joining the Bullet Club and turning heel and uh, is pretty interesting. Hell yeah! So. Uh, keeps the uh keeps the storyline going as they say um so as far as new japan that's all the the news that i have for right now um so i saw a video that's very very sad very sad um i saw a video about vampiro yeah you see the, the latest one uh i saw the one where he was in his car ha- yeah he was having his troubles i saw another one that he did this morning oh i haven't seen that one uh, where he wanted to thank everybody for the outpour of support and and messages but yes uh i did see the the vampiro message that's um, that's so sad man and it's like yeah because at the moment i don't believe there, there's a cure for alzheimer's no there's not so and to, 
you told me it makes more sense now. I was like, how does he have that 52? But this wrestling career and how many times he's been hit. Well, and it's not even just that. I mean, it can affect Genetics. anybody. It, yeah, it could be genetic. It, there's, there's still so much that we don't know about Alzheimer's that... I mean, it could be a number of things. It could it could have been the fact that he was a wrestler and suffered some head trauma. It could have been genetics. It could have been, I'm not saying that he did, but maybe there was an intake of, of drugs and alcohol or something. Um, uh, there, I'm not trying to be a dick, what I'm about to say, mm-hmm. but, you know, I was reading the comments and stuff, and people were like, I know what you're going through. Fuck. Like, okay, maybe people have had that in their family yeah. and stuff, but a lot of people are like, I know what you mean, brother. I know what you mean, over and over, and I'm like, not all these people know what the fuck. Like, I don't know what he means. Yeah. And my grandpa has dementia. Mm. I mean, they're similar, but they're different. Yeah. But, because we can, don't experience... They can relate to some degree of it by saying, you know, hey, someone that I knew had Alzheimer's like uh, my grandmother on my, on my father's side. Uh, she's, she passed away uh, many years ago, but um, she developed Alzheimer's very late in her, in her age. And it got to the point where she didn't recognize me. Like I want, you know, she, she was very close to, to um, passing away. And uh, you know, I went to the nursing home where she was staying and, uh, and she didn't recognize me. And she had always told everyone that I was her favorite grandson. So on on that day, it it kind of hit where it was like, wow, you know, like this, it's no joke. Like Alzheimer's is no joke. Mm-hmm. So while I can't say, yeah, I know, I know what you're going through, I can say, I know what you're in for, you know, and it's it's not good. So I mean, he has the right attitude. Yeah, but, you know, like it's just. It's just so sad. He, like, he has the right at- attitude of saying, I'm going to be vocal about this. I'm going to tell you guys when I'm having my good days and when I'm having my bad days. Um, for there to not currently be like a cure. I don't know if there's treatment to like lessen it, but for there not to be a cure for Alzheimer's to go out and say, I'm going to fight this and I'm going to beat this. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, but to say I'm going to fight it as hard as I can, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I support it 100. percent Anything that you can do or take or you know find out about it, you know, please do and and tell people because you never know. Um, and there and there will be good days and there will be bad days, and that's it's heartbreaking because it's it's something that you literally can't stop right now. Yeah, until one day they come out and say, well, we found this, this chemical in the brain and we think we might be able to, to give you this to suppress it and bring some of the memory back. But as far as, you know, all that, it's not looking good for Vampiro. No. So, uh, and, and it is sad. But like I said, he woke up this morning and he posted a video and, uh, and wanted to thank the community saying, you know, I woke up to just... 800 private messages people saying man i'm i'm just i'm i'm thinking about you i'm here for you you know if you want to talk and you know everything of that nature and he wanted to thank everybody for that for showing that support so it's good to know because a mental illness or a mental disease is not spoken about very often it's like oh he had it like they'll talk about it after they pass but you don't really hear too many people yeah. 
you know, it's almost like a, a shunning kind of thing where they're like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm weird or, or something's wrong with me. It's like, dude, you have a mental illness. Like, people need to know. Like, this is the time. Like, if someone's bipolar, you know, it, it would explain their behavior more. Yeah. Like, if people knew about it, it was like, oh, he's just having a bad day. He's a little bipolar and, you know, something like that. So, I think that we need to start addressing more, more stuff like that in the world. And have people be more vocal and speaking out like Vampiro is doing. I think that's an amazing yeah. thing that he's doing. So I certainly applaud that. That's great. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a very difficult journey. I know that he's got family. And that's going to be a very difficult journey for them as well. So while you got to, you know, while you're thinking about Vampiro, you also got to think about his family. Because they're going to be right alongside him. And they're going to be the ones that... He's going to look up at them one day and not even know who they are. And that's that's heartbreaking. Like you look at you know, you look at someone that you care about so deeply and then think about if one day you woke up, looked them in the face, you didn't even know who they were. It was just a total stranger. Like that is that's not terrible. Yeah. So I'm hoping that there's some kind of treatment that they can do cuz he was talking about medication. He didn't want to take it cuz it didn't make him feel well, but I'm hoping that there's some kind of medication that he's taking that's kind of lessening the damage or or something of that degree. Yeah. Like, I need to do more research, I guess, obviously. But, um, you know, we'll certainly be thinking about Vampiro and providing more updates as, as they come along. Yeah. Um, but as far as the world of AEW goes, there was an announcement of a new signee, which is pretty cool. Freshly squeezed, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Orange Cassidy has signed with AEW. Yeah. So half-hearted thumbs up for that one. <laughs> uh, he shred his Chuck contract. Taylor posts on his Instagram. So weird. He's like, congratulations at AEW. The, but it had some dude like with like ashless chaps and his, like it's a cartoon with his dick hanging out but it said orange cassie <laughs> like what the hell i'm guessing that's an inside joke that we're I not gonna I know. Don't know i think like chuck taylor and like orange cassie are like best friends yeah i'm sure they are yeah i'm sure they work the circuits together and all yeah. that you because know? because orange cassie was in chikara right he portrayed a different he's, character he's a fire ant okay so, I mean, they were in New Orleans together. Yeah. Like, I got a picture with Fire Ant, so there you mm-hmm. go. Um, so, cool. Yeah. So, congratulations to Orange Cassidy. I'm sure Jim Cornette lost his damn mind. Yeah. And that makes me happy. Um, and then you got this guy who doesn't kick worth a shit, and they just signed him. They're just signing all their buddies. Damn right they are. Yeah. It's their company. They can yeah. sign who they want. Mm-hmm. Guess who they're not going to sign? Jim Cornette. Yeah, fuck you. Go away. <laughs> You're not going to be making that kind of money. <laughs> um, there was actually a last bit of hot topic news that I have that Cody Rhodes uh, revealed that they've only announced, quote, about 40% of the roster, which is like, damn, they've announced a lot of people. I was like, when he says, like, the fuck you're going to be like, I'm wondering if they mean like all of their roster, like camera crew, backstage producers, like all that, or if they're kind of just like pulling the leg. I don't know. Because someone was like, oh man, I can't believe you guys missed the opportunity to, to sign Goldberg because you, know, you, you guys need that big name or whatever. And they were like, dude, we've only revealed. We got about that big 40%. name. We got Chris Jericho. Yeah, we got Jericho. But we've only revealed about 40% of the roster. 
So I'm thinking maybe some of the people who have competed for AEW who haven't been officially announced as, hey, we've signed them. You know, we got Billy Gunn. He's the one. Yeah, he's gonna bop he's, himself. He's gonna pull his pants down, and sensor bars are gonna <laughs> pop up all over the place somehow. Yep, it's gonna be mysterious. check out my ass. He's I'm an, an ass, ass man. man. Bow, bow. Bow. Hey, I'm an ass man. <laughs> 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 Anyways, that's all I got for uh, for hot topics. Anything you have? Supercard? <sighs> no, I don't have anything. Okay. Supercard. Soup. And that cataclysm tier. Yeah. You are? I am. Congratulations. Uh, regular plus or double plus? Just regular at the okay. moment. <coughs> Working on some... Uh, some uh, What's blah, blah, the blah. new the new tier? Uh, SummerSlam 19. Fuck, I can never catch up. I know. It's like every time I get to the, to the top tier, they release a new tier. I'm like, damn it. Yep. And then I'll finally get to that one, and they'll release another one. I'm like, damn it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get to the top of that one, and they're like, hey, we got three new ones. I'm like, damn it. Motherfucker. Stop doing that. It's like I had finally gotten to the top, and then they released the, the Beast, Monster, and Titan. I'm like, dang. So then I fought and fought and fought, and then the next whatever it was came out, and then they did the Shattered stuff. I'm like, motherfucker. You bitch. Gothic Neon Shattered. And I'm like, damn it. Oh, but the good news is our buddy Jake from WrestleThon is now on our Supercard yeah, team. Yeah, boy. Money, 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 money. Got to do that Shane O'Mac dance. Yeah. So, uh, cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, anything else you got? I do not have anything. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, make sure to check us out at WrestlingNewsForce.com, WrestlingNewsForce.com on Facebook. You can check our page out, WNS Podcast. Um, Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, Satchel, and Spotify. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast. Wherever podcasts are found, we are there. We'll be there. there. We'll try to be. Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter at WNS Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, WNS underscore Dano. You can follow Tyler, Tyler underscore Abear. You can also go to WNSPodcast.com for all of our previous episodes if you're not listening on iTunes or Spotify or all those other ones. So there you go. So for the podcast crew, I am Dano Heron. I'm Tyler Abear. And we will catch you all next week. Bye. Bye.